You are listening to High Shelf Gaming Podcast, a podcast where myself, David Gillespie, and my friend Rich often talk about board games and role-playing games and gaming conventions with uh, really anything that's nerdy and fun that we all want to talk about. We're going to pretty much talk about it here at this podcast. So thanks for downloading and having a listen, and uh, please enjoy. Hi everyone, my name is David and this is High Shelf Gaming Podcast. I'm really excited to have my good buddy Rob to join us today. Uh, Rob, why don't you introduce yourself? Oh, hey Dave, thanks for having me on High Shelf. Um, I'm Rob, I've been gaming with Dave for, I'm going to say, knocking on four years now. Yeah. Um, I'm a uh, Polish man from Texas. That, uh, <laughs> what, what, loves, part of, what part of Texas? Game. Oh, the DFW area. Nice. Yep. Awesome. Good. Yeah, I'm up in Kansas City, so we're kind of spread out, but uh, but we've known each other for a while now. Uh, so board games, what else? You do computer gaming or um, role playing, any of that kind of stuff? So I, I do a lot of phones, a lot of phone games. I do a lot of board games yeah. and uh, a little bit of role playing, a lot of card games. Oh, yeah. Exploding kidding. Exploding kidding. Oh, yeah, Exploding yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Ex- exploding kittens. Kittens, there it is. There it is. That's what you're looking for. <laughs> and um, I also do a lot of Xbox. Right now, I'm I'm really trapped in the Smite world. Hmm. Um, okay, so today we're going to talk about True Dungeon, right? So. Oh right. Yeah, so True Dungeon is a game that you and I play together, uh, and we get to play with uh, a whole crew of people in Gen Con. Uh, True Dungeon is like. God, man, how like how would you describe True Dungeon? Hey, huh? Hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. What? Hey, it's Rich. What? I, I'm I'm here too. Uh, okay. Yeah, I I, I'm, I I saw the note on the fridge to your wife about podcast tonight at eight. So uh-huh. I, I'm pretty sure that was for me too. So I'm back. This is Rich from episode one podcast. Uh, <laughs> back for episode two. Um, making my own little uh, introduction here for you, dear listeners. Um, but yeah, I'm here, bud. So uh, yeah, great to be on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so happy you're here. Thanks, buddy. You're always welcome on High Shelf, Rich. You're the best. So how about this? Uh, since you broke in here, what uh, do you describe True Dungeon? Tell tell our folks what True Dungeon is like for someone who's never seen it, heard of it, or anything. Okay, I've had to do this a lot. You know, I'll be at work and people will be like, hey, you're going on vacation next week, right? Where are you going? And then, you know, I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to a convention. Oh, really? What kind of convention? And I'm like, (laughs) a convention where I might be one of the coolest 10%. And at that point, they're like, oh, this is weird because you're the biggest geek I know. And um, I explain that I go to a Gen Con in Indy and it's 50,000 geeks and we play games and it's RPGs. And they're like, you know, like Stranger Things? And I'm like, yep, Dungeons and Dragons. And then, you know, eventually I get to this true dungeon conversation. And... Mm -hmm. You know, I, I immediately start with, it's not LARPing. So I am not in a, a wizard outfit or a warrior outfit. Hold up. What's LARPing, Rob? What's LARPing? Right. What's, what's so LARPing? LARPing? LARPing would be you roll up a character. May it be a fighter, a wizard, any of those great 
characters from your classic Dungeons & Dragons kind of world, and you go out into the woods, you and your buddies, and you hit each other with Nerf balls, Nerf swords, and medieval armor, and you cast spells, and you keep track of HP, but in a person-to-person setting, hmm. opposed to on a tabletop with your imagination. Right. Yeah, so when, when Rich says this is not LARPing, what he's saying is it's not like Uber Goober or in, uh, what was that movie? Uh, role Models? Yep, Role Models. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so, so it's... We're not, we're not out in woods and we're not right. in costumes. Okay. But it is live action that we move from scene to scene within a dungeon and each room is, you know, 30 by 30, and there's a scene, there's action that's taking place, and there's something you have to do. And I explained it as sometimes you're solving a puzzle, and then I explained that sometimes you're fighting a creature, but you're using a shuffleboard to, like, roll or to swing down or to push down and land on a creature that's mapped on the shuffleboard, and when you hit the right points, you get to do damage, and this is where their eyes close, lays over. Right. <laughs> yes, I was about to say, I was about to say, and, and, and I immediately bring it back together and say, so we have a lot of fun joking around, playing in the room, solving the puzzles, and killing the monsters, and, and then I move on to maybe I talk about risk. But yes, that's kind of my dungeon spitch. Yeah, and it's like, a, it's like a big deal. It's like, it's like 10 people, right, working together in a or room. Not. Yeah. Yeah, or not working together. Right. That yeah. Be more than not. Yeah, and then you're and then you're taking damage, right? Because you because like when you don't solve a puzzle, what what happens when you don't solve a puzzle? So when you don't solve a puzzle, a great gong from the sky erupts, and everyone in the party takes immediate damage, as if the gods have become upset. So before you even start true dungeon, depending on your character class, maybe wizard, druid, fighter. You're set with a certain HP level, which kind of makes the LARPing thing make sense, but mm-hmm. we're not actually hitting people. Right. So you're set with, we'll say, 20. If you don't solve your puzzle in the allotted amount of time, you're catching 10 points. You're losing half your life Yeah. Yeah. just because you couldn't it, work together. Yeah, and it changes per what mode you play. So yeah. if you play like really soft mode, you don't really take any. But if you play hardcore, oh yeah, you're taking ten points. So yeah. We only play hardcore. Okay, so we talked about the combat, right? Where there's this shuffleboard thing for all your fighters and rogues and all those guys. But there's other stuff going on too, like uh, wizards. They have to memorize all these like words of power on a. They have to like look at a sheet of paper and there's all these symbols and they have to memorize what the symbols mean. So uh, later on in the in the game, if they say, "Hey, I want to cast a spell." The guy in the room is like, all right, wizard, you're going to cast a spell. Tell me the the word of power for radiance. And the guy has to remember what the symbol is and be like, oh, that is the, that's the symbol for radiance. And they're like, okay, cool. Your spell was successful and you did max damage. Or maybe he gets it wrong and all right, well, you cast it, but for less. Or maybe you don't cast it at all, depending on the difficulty I think level. You, I think no matter what nowadays you cast. Oh, really? It's just It's just less effective. Yes. Okay. Just like uh, I think some of the things that have changed over the years was when we first started playing, you could leave a room and not get the treasure from it. Whereas now you get the treasure from the run no matter what. Um, and they've, they've kind of done some of that to can maybe equalize the game a little for new people. Um, you know, whereas you, before we'd walk in a room and there'd be a big T that said treasure room. And we knew we had to get that room done. So we got the treasure token. Um, but, yeah, that's – God, it's complex, Dave. Yeah. Okay. So, what's treasure? 
for the folks who like, I know. you know, well, are they, are they handing you like a dollar bill or are you no, getting something real? So treasure would be your classic loot drop, which anyone who plays any gun games, especially any of the modern ones, any of your first person shooters, mm-hmm. you have a loot drop for every game. So you'll get a number of cards that'll give you new guns, new outfits, new armor. So that's treasure in the world of True Dungeon is you'll get new armor, you'll catch new healing spells, you'll get potions, wands, weapons. You, that's your treasure. Right. And, and that when, and, when you go to that next level, you get ingredients. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So so we'll talk about ingredients some other day because that's like a whole yeah, – it's a giant ball of mess. <laughs> we may bring Larry on or something to talk about ingredients. Um, okay, so the treasure, just so you guys know at home, that takes the form of a little token, like this little plastic puck that has a piece of magnetic metal inside of it and all that kind of stuff. And people, like, they get kind of nuts over their treasure tokens, right? I mean, they, like, have thousands of them from playing for years, and some of them are worth, like, real money, like like more than a dollar, like, like a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So I was looking on their website before doing this podcast, they will totally sell you a packet of like legendary ultra rare tokens for $8,000. Wow. Yep. Wow. And you know what they did this year? They started, um, you know, we have some pretty cool, tokens in our in our group larry is our quartermaster and hmm. um you know he he, he he invests a lot in this and we we chip in a couple bucks but nowhere near you know his support and he has some really awesome chips that allow us to have really awesome benefits and there's probably eight of them now that at the beginning of this year they checked they actually made us take out of the protective case and they held it and touched it because they've had forgeries happening on these high ones because they give you more treasure or they make you, you know, much more powerful to where you don't die. And so they're doing these hard runs easier. So since they caught some people cheating, which of course only takes a couple bad apples to ruin the barrel, um, they now check all of us. So that's kind of a pain in the ass for a player, but, uh, you know, it's what you gotta do. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I I didn't know about the cheating, but that makes total sense. If they're selling them for $8,000 on their website, there's somebody out there that's going to cheat. So, and dear listener, think about them as a poker chip, um, kind yeah. of a thick poker chip is the best way I could say. Um, a casino chip would one be of the another nice clay one. ones. Yeah, yeah, nice clay casino chip would be yeah. a good way to think about it. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, lots of value. Um, you know, uh, Gaming Etc., which is a, a great website and a great organization to uh, you know buy from. Uh, they're at Gen Con. They're they're probably one of the only groups that sells the um, at, you know the aftermarket gray market. I, it's not a bad thing, so I don't want it to be misconstrued. They're doing something wrong, but they're one of the only vendors that actually sells coins. I go by and see them, and I'll I'll see a, a couple walk up or a family, and they'll be like, "Hey, we're about to do True Dungeon. Um, what do we need?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So then the first question the first question is, "What's your budget?" <laughs> yeah, what's your- and uh, they'll outfit people. So people go to gaming center and they say, "Okay, I got twenty bucks. Well, here's twenty bucks to get you started." Um, besides the basic ten that you get yeah. when you go to the room, but they get to tailor the twenty. They're not random ten. They get to tailor and help them have a better time. So big shout out to gaming center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're cool, and they always have a huge booth right in the middle of the dealer's room. You you can't miss them if you ever go to a Gen Con. And and like if you didn't know what was going on, you would walk by and see all these weird little 
kind of brownish yellow coin looking things with funny little pictures on them. And you're like, Oh, what's that? I don't know. I don't care. But true dungeon folks like that, that's the money. I mean, those, those are the reasons why you keep coming back is because you want to get better and better tokens that have better and better weapons or armor or free treasure or whatever. Right. To make you more and more powerful in the game. That's right. Just like uh, we have some tokens that allow us, instead of everyone starting at fourth level, we have some tokens that pretty much our team starts at fifth level. So we get mm -hmm. special cards that have more hit points, that have mm -hmm. better armor class and better spells. And that's all about collecting that loot over all those years. So Rich actually brought up an excellent point, is that if we didn't have Larry, our quartermaster, we would be going in fresh with ten random tokens between whoever's in the run. So if there's 10 people in a run, everybody gets 10 tokens. Yeah. And when you sit in your room, there's this great trade, this great bartering of chips to try and outfit your person. Because if you think about you, because you're in the true dungeon, and everything you can wear, you can wear two rings, you can wear one breastplate, one helmet, you can carry one weapon or one wand. Yeah. And so... You find your class, and when you have these ten random chips without a Larry, without a quartermaster or a history, man, it's it's exhilarating well, to try and outfit your person. Yeah, that would be the nice way to say it. Yeah, that kind of that, that kind of leads right to David's run this last year. Yeah, so so uh, you know a little history back play for everybody else listening. You know this crew that that we play with, you guys have been doing this for years, right? Like. Dude, years. I went and looked on my account 2003, wow. which is the first year they ran True Dungeon. Wow. So my first experience was the first year they were there. So um, that was with Larry and Ryan and all those guys. And um, I've missed a few years, but I don't think Larry and Ryan have. I, yeah. uh, you know, I think yeah. those guys are rated in the top ranks of experience points, too, because of that. But go on about your run. Yes, yeah, yeah. I've been there a long time. So, so these guys have been playing since the beginning, and you guys have, or Larry, rather, he carries and, and, and maintains, like, thousands of tokens, right? Yeah, we make uh, Rob carry the tokens. Yeah, because they're heavy, right? And Rob, you. Rob, you're a stout dude, so you can carry all the tokens for everybody. <laughs> I can tell you right now, it's at least 60 pounds of four-ounce tokens. <laughs> so somebody out there do the math. Put that in your head. Yeah. <laughs> For those out there with the math mind, four yeah. tokens, sixty pounds. Then get back to me how many tokens, and we'll tell you if you're right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, Larry has the official count. We'll, we'll ask him. So, so normally your crew, you show up with all these tokens with blinged out characters from years of of of, of practice and all that kind of stuff. And I kind of come in. I, I'm you know I, I'm friends with you guys, but I'm honestly kind of an outsider to the group. You know, I wasn't there in the beginning, so I don't have like founder status, and I'm definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely not one of the sons of one of the players. So, um, yeah. So, so I wanted to do a run this year as a, a called commando style, where we didn't bring the big bag of tokens. We just showed up, and when you show up and play True Dungeon for your first time, they hand you a little teeny tiny bag with ten little tokens in it, forty ounces of token. <laughs> <laughs> And that's what you get. And whatever's in that bag is what you have to play with. It's not useful. It's like uh, a, a thing to carry a scroll, uh, maybe a stick, 
Maybe, you know, like <laughs> we had like four sticks between ten people. Yeah, an Irish name, that Schlagmoglog or something. Yeah, yeah, a shillelagh, a shillelagh. Yeah, so a shillelagh. Yeah, so we get into the room. In, in the room, when we're talking about this, when you first show up, they bring you into like a, a mustering room where you and your friends get together and you and you lay out all your tokens to build your character basically within the game and you have to decide what your class is and you have to decide what equipment you're going to carry with you into the dungeon. And once you figure all that out, you don't touch it again. You, they just mark on a sheet of paper saying, yep, you've got this breastplate and you've got this shield and you've got this wand and you know, and you carry the sheet with you going forward. You don't carry all of the tokens and always show them in every room. It's inefficient. So, so you have to build your little guy and we were in that room and it was intense because like you have 10 random tokens. They're not useful to you. And you're like, all right, how do I build a character <laughs> out of 10 crappy items? You know, I'm over there going, I need a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> I need a, I needed a bard instrument. I was playing yeah. a bard and I was like, I need an instrument. Yeah. And everyone's digging through their coins and we, we only have 20 minutes and we're all kind of freaking out. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So you have to pass tokens for one another. And fortunately we're all buddies. So it doesn't matter to us. We're all going to play nice here, but so we're passing tokens from one another. Three random people showed up because they bought the extra mm-hmm. tickets to our run and they were allowed yeah. to play in our game. And they were like, oh, what are we doing here? And we we're like, we're doing commando. And they were like, oh, I have tokens, but okay, I'll go commando with you. It's cool. Anybody have yeah. a shield? You know, and we're passing them shields and stuff and just feeding each other weapons and items. And, you know, poor couple of the guys in the group, you know, they're like, ah, I kind of want to hold on to these tokens, even though I can't use them. I don't want to give them up. And so it was like, dude, how many shillelaghs you got over this? Like, ah, four. Yeah, like, you're like, this guy doesn't have any shillelaghs. Pack a shillelagh. Yeah. So we literally go into this run with like shillelaghs. I think somebody had a, a bow. Like one of us had a pretty decent bow. A um, yep. couple of us had like, yeah. Iron axes, that kind of thing. I mean, we were ragtag, right? I was the wizard, so I got all the cool wands. Yeah. I remember, like, the first time I ever was like, I'm wanding it up. <laughs> it, it truly made not only the setup, but the run was fun because, you know, we get to a room that can only be ranged weapons, and we're like, oh, shit. I hope spellcasters get to work. Yeah. <laughs> like, we have three ranged weapons. Yeah. And we started pulling out our extra shillelaghs and telling the DM that we were throwing them. <laughs> Again, he was like, eh, fine. If I get to keep the shillelagh at the end, you can throw it. <laughs> and that's the thing is that, like, you tell a DM, I'm going to I'm gonna throw this. They're like, okay, cool. You don't get to leave with it. You spend right. that yeah. thing. You threw it. And it's gone. Right, so you handed them a token. You'll never see that token again. I mean, granted, we're throwing shillelaghs, so it didn't matter. Like, <laughs> well, but like the wands, they only had so many charges, and every, every time he used one, they would actually take a marker and mark the square to where eventually that token becomes useless. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when you're actually in the run, you're you're in like you said this thirty by thirty room. So a, maybe the size of a modest classroom or a like. A, a living room and it's like a modest sized house kind of thing. And there's props in there. There's like, you know, uh, fake shrubbery and all that kind of stuff kind of setting the stage for what the room is like, or maybe there's some obelisk in there with funky writing and all that kind of stuff. 
And some of the rooms are puzzle rooms where there's some hint on how to get through the room and how to solve the puzzle. And then others you show up and there's this sudden big animatronic monster that springs out of the wall and you have to fight it, you know, and this thing is like a real animatronic thing. You can hear it like as it like moves and the pneumatics go off and it's big and impressive and well lit. And you're like, okay, that thing's a little intimidating over there. So I'll be over here with my little shuffleboard, <laughs> you know, using the and shuffleboard. Dear, to- listener, dear yeah. listener, let me tell you, they have scared me before. They, that one time they had a, someone that looked like a tree and then they, they jumped at us and, and I literally peed a little in my pants. It was pretty scary. I was like, oops. And yeah. cause it, you just, it's dark. It's like a little bit of a haunted house. Oh yeah. 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 They have actors, actresses that are in there, uh, acting out characters and they will try and get in your face. I remember one year we did a Medusa and she was in there and dude, she would try and make eye contact with you. And if you made eye contact with her, she'd be like, Hey, this guy, this guy made eye contact, stone gaze, and you'd be turned to stone. And like somebody had to take you, get you better. Otherwise you died in that room. And you can't cast spells while you're stoned. I mean, right. you can't fight while you're stoned. Yeah. Well, hold on. That's kind of funny. Hold on. <laughs> I don't know many stone guys that fight. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it can be intense. So, so this run we did first room. Right. Rob, Rob, set us up. What was the first room? So the first room, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we walk in and it's it's this beautiful – I get, it's, it's set in a field. There's greenery and mushrooms and all sorts of stuff all over. And there's this great tree with fruit and succulents upon it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we walk in and we get introduced to the fairy queen. That's right. Which happens to be this super hot chick without a shirt on. The she family. had she had long hair. She had long hair yeah, covering super long hair, but still, yeah, there was solid side boob, <laughs> solid side boob. So, so you imagine real quick, forty thousand nerds at this convention, and like they're greeted. The hottest chick they saw all week. <laughs> so, so we are professionals. We are composed. We're professional adventurers. We don't let that phase us. What's the what's the challenge? What's the question? What's the what's the thing to get through it? So the thing to get through it was we were entering her fairy lands to track down a mischievous. Um, I, I think it was a spirit or a wizard or it's like a yeah. fae. It was a fae. It was it was some mischievous fae. Yeah. We were tracking down a bad fae and we had to hit the fae king land, so we had to go through the queen. Yeah. And she was like, "Offer me something, and you may pass into my kingdom." Yeah. And there's a riddle on the wall that it's, her love grows from large to small in a nature's bounty chest. Uh, oh, yeah, some along those lines. So you got those clues, but she said to offer her something. Yeah, so she I could said, offer or you could solve the puzzle. I yep. said, Rob, back me up. And so when the bard says back you up, you back the bard up. Yeah. And we went to town. We did a song and we did a duet. And sure enough, man, we got a smile, and we got we got pushed through the room. Dude, well, hold on. What what was the song? We can't we can't leave him hanging. What was the song that you sang to get to to woo the the fairy princess or the fairy queen? Do you want a live? Do you want a live presentation of the song? Yes, of course. Okay. Well, hold on. Well, first I'll say, dear listener, 
I apologize. I play the bard, but I am in no way, shape, or fashion a professional or amateur singer. <laughs> My melodious tones could alter your hearing and hurt you. Please well, skip ahead 30 seconds in this podcast. Um, we did California Dreaming, and then I just always kind of make up some lyrics. So it kind of went... Um, all the leaves are brown. All the leaves are brown. And the skies are gray. And the skies are gray. You ask for a gift. Ask for a gift. To get by today. To get by today. I bring to you my song. He brings his song. Can we move along? Can he move along? And then we stop. <laughs> he was like, boom. Yeah. Move on. She so, loved it. It was so funny. I was off to the side watching this, and Rob, you're standing over, you know, you're standing next to your dad while he's like on a knee, singing this song, belting it out, right? And it takes a second to realize the song he's using, right? And then yep. I see the 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 queen. She's kind of listening, being polite. And then there's a there's a room uh, uh, officiant, somebody in the room who's supposed to, you know, actually judge whether or not we're doing right and all that kind of stuff. And I saw her kind of angled to move Rob out because, Rob, you were standing right next to your dad. And she was like, no, 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 no. You can't get the benefit from him singing. You can't just be very nearby and good enough. <laughs> I'm in the Bard song. It's a five foot radius. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Rich is singing and then you bust in with those backups and the two of them, you just see these little grins spread out on their faces and they're like, all right, these guys got it. That was good. That was real good. You know, I wonder how many other bards pulled that at that trick. I would be very curious if that was a trick that oh, was I'd, pulled often or yeah. whether they were like, boom, these two are awesome. I, I talked to the room officiant in the next room. Yeah. That was the first time she'd ever had it happen. Oh, the one that was walking with us. Yeah. Boom. Look at that was that. the first time it had ever happened. Wow. And that was late in the week, too. That There had already been three days yeah. of questing yeah. in that line, and no one had done that yet. Wow. Dude, we, we're trendsetters. Hey. Now Dude. everyone. Go. Boom. Dap it out. Boom, 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 boom. Dude, that was awesome. It was awesome to watch. It was so fun to watch their reaction to the two of you because it was just like you could see immediately they were like, wait, what's going on? Oh, this is good. This is great. You know, and it was just, it was, it was so, it was so much fun. And that set the stage for the whole run. Like after that, dude, we could do no wrong in front of that officiant. We were like messing with the next boss in the next room. And she was like, okay, cool. Yeah, you guys pass. No big deal. <laughs> you know, like we were doing weird dude, stuff. That is also a great example of what makes this a live action yep. thing. That's a great example of how there's really no right. There was the puzzle, right? But right. The, the gifts that you could give. And the way that you could get judged to move on, live action, just like the live action of saying, hey, I got these eight sticks and I'm going to throw the sticks instead of, <laughs> you know, that was the decisions you make that are that make that a live action game mm -hmm. yeah. from room to room versus playing a board game or something along those lines or just sitting at a table imagining. Right. Um, we actually had to belt it out. We, we couldn't just walk up to her, Dave, and go, hey, uh, we sing this really cool song. To the tune of California Dreamin', yeah. and he's going to back me up. Can we get by? Yeah, roll charisma. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what a, that's what a tabletop could have been like. Yeah, roll charisma. Yeah, and we would see what happens. So uh, that's a great example of why that game is just so unique and fun. Yeah, 
Yeah, and, and each room can be like that, right? I mean, you can apply interesting solutions to a lot of them. Now, some of the puzzles you just have to solve. Like, there's no if ands, or buts about it. But if there's a creative solution, they'll let you have it, um, which is a lot of fun. Okay, now, we may have done really good singing, but when it comes to puzzle rooms, it is like the death of our team. It has become <laughs> almost such a joke that we walk into a puzzle room and we just start handing out healing potions. Yeah. That it's like, yeah, we're all going to take push damage. Yeah. And uh, we just kind of, and, and I think it is a little bit of that. Uh, sometimes we work against ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, hardest puzzle. Wor- worst one that you can think of, like right now off the top of your head. I'm going to say this last y- this year on Hardcore, the last room, you walk in and there's this large table with these bowl looking things. And flowers all around, and a mm. and a woman singing on the on the platform. It's like a diocese. She's up high. Yeah, she's yeah. up high. You can walk all around this platform, and there's twelve bowls, and each bowl has a different thing in it, and there's flowers all around. And um, the you, clue the clue was each flower is like a phase of the moon, and they're unique. Or something like that. Like they had yeah. to. Be- oh yeah! Every flower is unique to the gift of. Dear listener, this this was called Moongate Maze, and if you go to YouTube and search for True Dungeon Moongate Maze Puzzle Answers, you can see this last room being done right. Dude, oh, and let me tell you. It, 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 yeah, it was a good one. It we, was a good we one. We did it one hundred percent wrong. <laughs> <laughs> When we go into a puzzle room, I'm kind of a a take charge kind of guy. Yeah. And so usually I'll walk into a puzzle room and there's three other people that are like that. So I have to step back and fight the search to be like, no, you're idiots, you're doing it completely wrong. <laughs> I don't agree with this at all. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's three people doing that, fuming that they're not leading the puzzle charge. Yeah. And then there's one person leading the puzzle charge. And you're just hoping they're right. Yeah. Usually they're wrong. That's our puzzle. That's yeah. our puzzle. Well, yeah. And then the rogue, he's off dealing with a treasure chest or something like that. He's doing other things. And then the wizard is talking to the room officiant being like, hey, I'm going to do this thing. Or, you know, there's always somebody scheming with the room officiant, right? And then, like you say, there's seven other people in this room all trying to solve the puzzle. Really, four of them are just standing around waiting for it to be solved for them. And then three dudes fighting over who gets to try and solve the puzzle. By the way, I, I'm number four who, uh, of the four dudes waiting. Because <laughs> it's terrible. I have proven time and time again to be terrible at these puzzles. But, but you're singing. Get them. You're singing. Yeah, I'm singing. That's right. I'm just in the background, you know, dropping some notes. You yeah. Know? It's, it, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Um, so one of the puzzles this year was um, – like, I want to say we had to we, – we walk in and there's these dragons on a wall, pictures of a dragon on a wall. And the clue was something about um, in the right order or something like that. And and as we're in this room, near the dragons are these, like, little fairy lights, and they were lighting up. And at first it looks kind of random. But eventually you, you figure out that, okay, well, they're actually lighting up in the order in which the dragons are to be – uh, activated, right? And so on the wall is all these dragons, these lights. And I remember I was in there, I was trying to solve the puzzle. I was one of the three jerks 
pushing Rob out of the way, saying, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, because we got that one. Yeah. No, no. I was messing it up because I was like, all right, I've got a dragon in front of me, and then there's two more that light up right after it. So I was trying to, like, keep track of all of them, and then there was ten more down the way or whatever. And I was like, all right, I'm oh, trying to keep – twelve dragons and ten people. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to keep track of it, all of it. And you're like, David, David, just keep track of one. Have all of us keep track of one. And I was like, Rob, you're so smart. Thank you. <laughs> Don't try and get the whole order of ten. Tell everybody to memorize one light. And that, that's the other thing that will be funny is we'll get on these red herrings and we'll be sitting there and then people are going one, two, three, four, five. And it has nothing to do with the room. And you're watching the game guy just kind of giggling back there going, what the hell are these people doing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we did get the we got the the dragon one. We got the dragon one, and then later on we got to that same uh, uh, bowl one with the flowers and all this kind of stuff. And dude, we were lost because you guys were like, "Yeah, we did not solve this puzzle," and we were trying to sing the song and walk around the room, each carrying a different oh, flower. Oh we were following and singing with her. <laughs> that made no sense. Dude, listen, watch this answer puzzle. And just imagine us walking around in circles singing a random song for no reason. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah. And then we're like placing the flowers on the bowls, like, oh, very ceremonious. And then like at the very end, she like lunges for one of the bowls and is like, make the song or something like that. And she touches one of the bowls on the side and all of a sudden a tone plays. And we're like, oh, Oh, these make sound? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like almost an old school rotary dial yeah. on the top of the bowl. Yeah. Yeah. It told you when to touch the bowl. Yeah. So like there was like twelve sequences and each one was colored for different plates. So whoever mm -hmm. had the first sequence colored touched the bowl and it made one tone. Yep. Then whoever was next touched their bowl and it made another tone. So it yeah. played a song by yeah. the time we were done. But yeah, we got all that done in the last minute and a half. Yeah. And, and you can imagine a room of 10 people. None of us are musicians. None of us have rhythm. None of us oh, have God. a sense of timing. So we're just like counting it off like idiots. One, <laughs> bong, <laughs> two, bong, bong, <laughs> three, bong, bong, bong. <laughs> and I was pretty buzzed. And so I remember distinctly missing my cue like twice. <laughs> and like other people would be like, seven, seven. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm seven. <laughs> Darn it. And then the, the DM would be like, nope, start it over. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Yeah, I can't believe we got that one. Because uh, there was no indicator that the bowls made sounds if you touched them, you know. And they were even like, hey, don't lift them. Don't they were they were particular about what you're allowed to do with them. So we we're like, all right, well, we're not even going to touch the bowls. That's but, what happened. The plates had been broken. You could tell they glued them together, a yeah. couple of them. And yeah. so because people were hitting them too hard, they would say, don't touch the plates. But really, we touched the bowl the plate was in. So yeah. again, they didn't really tell us not to touch the bowls. Yeah. But all of us trying to be respectful weren't touching anything. We were being really careful. So yeah. uh, we kind of overdid that one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, you know, no, that was that was good though. Um, What's well, awesome? Yeah, I I loved that run. That run was a lot of fun um, to be scrappy. Yeah, Commando might be making it back again next year. I hope so. Commando was a good yeah, time. That was yeah. it. Just really, you played the game for fun, and instead of being all serious and you know, it was just a good time. Just a lot of jokes. 
Yeah, exactly. When you're not using the super tokens and you're hidden for the max XP, the max treasure pool. Oh, yeah, even killing the monsters was a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot of work. We'd, like, wait till the last minute. That was... Yeah, that really changed the game, Dave. That was a good idea to do a run like that. Now, I guess the only problem with doing a run like that every year is that it's expensive. If we do two of our super runs and mm-hmm. then one regular run, that's uh, $200. Yeah. You know, it was like 60 70 bucks. It might be, yeah, it might 65 be. 65 uh, a pop. Yeah, 65 a pop. So, yeah, yeah that, it's, it's, you know, not a cheap sport. Right, right. Well, yeah, and, you know, uh, maybe we do Commando every other year or something like yeah. that. But definitely I want to do Commando again. That was a lot of fun, for sure. And, boy, I tell you what, it must cost a ton to put that event on. Yeah. I mean, oh, they, yeah. they do they do charge 65 but man, there are those animatronics, there's the rooms, there's all the staff they pay for, there's yeah. all the hotel rooms. I mean, that that's it's not a it's a pretty big production. Yeah, I was listening. So oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say there's generally 10 rooms in every run, mm-hmm. 10 to 12, mm-hmm. and they're unique scenes for every room. 10 or 8 to 10. Eight to ten? Eight to ten. Maybe so. I don't know if it's twelve. Well, go on. Yes. Eight to ten rooms. And every room has a different scene and one to three actors in every room. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's just eight hours a pop. Yeah. And they run from eight in the morning to what? Midnight? I like two. I, you know, I volunteered one year too. Uh, one year I volunteered to help. And, um, and, and I didn't, I think I got the, you know, the volunteer token. I didn't, volu- I did not volunteer enough to get a room or any, you know, I, maybe they paid my, my badge that year. So that was Dude, hard. it was hard work. I worked for 16 hours. I worked two eight hour shifts oh, wow. and I'm telling you, dude, it was, I was the runner. I was the guy who ran the flashlights from the front to the back and the back to the front and, you know, picking up the, it was, it was like a job. Bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Like if you're one of the big volunteers, they pay you. I was checking out their site. They'll pay you like a hundred bucks, two hundred and fifty bucks, whatever. To yeah, yeah, and you get the volunteer token and all that other stuff, you know. Um, yeah, the so the guy who makes it. Let me see. I have his name here. The guy who makes it is Jeff Martin. He's been doing it since two thousand three. You said two thousand. I believe. Okay. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, if you have a problem with your account, Jeff Martin takes care of you. And I know that because I screwed my account up so bad, and he got everything fixed for me. So, I mean, they're, they're, he's a real hands-on, in-touch guy. That's awesome. Yeah, it's like uh, 20 people. He said uh, – there was an interview of him, and he said, I, uh, it's me and 20 other people. We work all year on this. you know. And then for the show itself, it's up to 250 volunteers and other people making the whole thing happen. You know, like you said, one to three actors for every room. There's multiple runs all happening at the same time. So that gong that tells you your room is done, that gong plays in the whole room. And so every player group in every room, in every dungeon, we are, we're all on the same clock. <laughs> and the, and the yeah. clock says we're all done. No more tries in this room. Move on through to the next. And you know what? I think that's the same gong that's been the gong since the beginning. I would be curious, a trivia point, whether or not they've ever changed that, that noise. I think that's the same noise that's been there since the beginning. I believe it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been consistent the years that I've played, and I've only played maybe four years now. But yeah, that's a lot of fun for sure. 
Well, I guess, uh, you know, I should probably close out and say, guys, if you've never played True Dungeon, it's a totally unique, totally crazy, fun experience. Go Commando, you know, bring a buddy or two, you'll hook up with a group. If you have a big group of players, all get together and play it. And like Rich said, there's totally a outfit that will give you all you need to get your character started, you know. You don't have to go Commando if you don't want to, but going Commando is a lot of fun for sure. Definitely. And, and that's the thing. It's it's you're moving around, you're interacting with people, and so you get what you put into it. We yeah. like we like to have a bard. He might not be the best with a sword, but bards are a good time. They're walking around, they're singing, they're making jokes. You should be making jokes. You should be trying to input with the GM. It's 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 one of those moments where you get to come out of your shell yeah. and just kind of push. And since it is at a, a gaming convention, You'll be surprised at just how welcoming everyone is. That's yeah. something that I've always taken away from Gen Con as a whole is that people are extremely accepting and loving. Yeah. You know, you're you're spot on. We were on that run. We did that commando run. Total luck. We had a random guy who just came off the street. He was super nice, real good at puzzles. Dude, we lucked out with that guy because he was real good. Yeah. He got one of those puzzles all on his own. And we're like, oh. Thanks, dude. <laughs> You're the best. And, and then the, the husband-wife combo that just randomly showed up with us, she was a beta tester for D&D. Oh, like, wow. Like old school Gary Gagax pre-initial release, pre-Dungeons & Dragons release. She, she was telling me between rooms because I was, you know, since this was quote-unquote my run, I wanted to be the guy carrying the sheet. And she followed me around because I was the leader, you know, handing the sheet off to the next guy in the next room. And we'd chat. And she was like, oh, yeah, I used to, I used to uh, beta test for Gary Gygax. And I'm like, you uh, what? <laughs> Tell me more. And she goes, oh, yeah, every month he'd send me a box full of ideas and notes and handwritten this and that and the other. And they're all super trashy because he's been using them all month. And then he'd send them to me to beta test with my f- crew. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so amazing. And, like, I just randomly ran into her in a true dungeon run, you know. And, you know, that was the 50th anniversary. They had a lot of people yeah. coming to the con that were on panels and that were doing QAs. And, um, you know, Margaret and Tracy Weiss, I uh, was set, uh, set, uh, Margaret sat by me on the plane. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was a, I think they had a lot of the old school folks show up to help support. That's pretty cool, though. Thanks for letting any of us know about that during the run. But, yeah, you, know. you bet, man. Anytime. <laughs> It was an exciting run. And okay, right afterwards, I wanted to talk to them more. I was like, hey, we should all talk afterwards. As soon as our run was done, her and her husband had another True Dungeon run to run to. Wow. So they're like, hey, guys, that was fun. We're out of here. Bye. And I was like, ah, but we, uh, okay. I wanted contact info. I wanted to talk to them later, but I missed it out on that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Could have on the podcast. Yeah, that would have been a great guest. Yeah. Yeah, I missed, oh, man, I messed that up completely. Oh, well. Next year. I'll run into the next year for sure. I'll just run True Dungeon constantly until I run into her again. <laughs> I'll spend, I'll spend $4,000 on True Dungeon runs. <laughs> it's a very feasible goal you've got there. Yeah. <laughs> there are people that go to that con for True Dungeon. Yeah. yeah. It's become a big enough thing that you'll see people who go there just for True Dungeon. But it's only at what? Gen Con and Origin. Well, now they're doing Game Hole Con, and they did Pack South. 
And I think we're going to see over the course of 2018 probably some more expansion. Oh. They're getting this to where now they're they're packaging some of the rooms we've done. And like I noticed at Gamehole Con, there's an author that um, uh, was from In the Name of the Wind, um, Philip Rarsharsha, some big name. And so they're doing Gamehole Con, which is over, with the rooms with this uh, Kingkiller Chronicle series oh. flavor to them. So if we went, it may be something we've seen before with a new adventure or a new flavor for the adventure. But it might be the same props we've seen along those lines. So those are four from this past year, Gen Con, Origins, Game Hole, and PAX. And I bet we see more next year. But that's all new, right? That's all new. They were – You know what? That's only been in the last two years. Yeah. That was all Gen Con exclusive for years. And Gen Con's the release of anything new. So they don't do anything new at any of the other places. You got to come to Gen Con for the new adventures. That's so cool. It's such a fun game. It's so unique and and, and, and interesting. And I think uh, Gygax has a quote on it saying it's it's the epitome of of everything we were trying to make. Which, I mean, that's that's high praise from the guy who made it all in the first place. So very much. Yeah. Well, cool, guys. Uh, That's pretty much I'm, I'm glad we got to talk today. Rob, I'm super happy you were on the show today. Rich, I begrudgingly accept your breaking into the show today. Dude, just don't leave the notes on the fridge, and I won't see them. <laughs> yeah. now, don't ask why I was in your house, but I saw that note. Yeah, from four hundred from, from four hundred miles apart. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the invite, legitimately. Yeah. Dude, we'll have to have you on here again. Like, I definitely, anytime you want to talk about a game or anything like that, please, please let me know, and uh, I'll, I want you back on here again. You're, you're a lot of fun to hang out with. Oh. Yeah. love you too. Cool. So, thanks everyone for listening to our talk about True Dungeon and how much fun we had with it this last year, and some of our past conversations about it. Um, True Dungeon's a ton of fun. We're having a lot of fun with this podcast. Um, and again, this is High Shelf Gaming. We're on Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, all that good stuff. And I hope to have Rich and Rob and and other guests on in the future as well. So thanks all and have a great day. All the leaves are brown. All the leaves are brown. And the skies are gray. And the skies are gray. You asked for a gift. Ask for a gift. To get by today. To get by today. I bring to you my song. He brings his song. Can we move along? Can he move along? Can he move along?